What up and welcome to the Beneath the Dirt Podcast. I'm your host, Rome Bone. Thank you for tuning in. This is episode 63 and we are live on YouTube. Special Friday night stream. I wanted to get this 2019 year-end wrap-up going. And we're into 2020 now by a few days. But a lot of shit went down in 2019 that I would just want to go back, talk about it, reflect on it, see if my thoughts changed on anything that went down uh, since it fucking happened, pretty much. You know, 2019 for me, first full calendar year of me doing the podcast. I've met a lot of fucking dope people, made some friends since I started doing this podcast. Dope collaborations, you know, Mike Sears, Speaky Clout, Mitchell from the Murder Mayhem Show, Joker's Gallery, motherfucking Robbie from Twisted History, uh, the Checkmate Industry guys on that Mouth Confusion episode two, which we'll get to in a little bit. Whole bunch of motherfuckers that I met over the last year, whether it be through YouTube, IG, Twitter, Facebook, all of that. excuse me, but yeah, really, really glad, got through the first full calendar year, really happy with the progress that I'm making, I feel like I'm just getting better at this shit as time goes by, and let's fucking get right into it with the first podcast of 2019 I did was January 15th. Headline reads, Shaggy 2 Dope is our savior. New drive-by music. So to relive that, basically, Ian J was supposed to go out on their solo tours. Shaggy was supposed to do his solo thing. The Violent J and Isham tour got canceled last minute. And people were speculating if Shaggy was going to go out and do it. And I said, this is the moment where Shaggy could be the savior, go out, rep for the Juggalos, kill it, do his fucking thing, and that's exactly what he did on that tour, the fuck the fuck off motherfucker tour. He tore that shit up. I had a fucking great time at that show. Really dope. Got to meet Shaggy as well, doing the VIP. Got that Gloomy Sunday EP, which was a great fucking EP. Only four songs, but a solid EP from Shaggy Too Dope. You know, fast forward to now, future, present time. Shaggy Too Dope is still killing it. He's on IG right now, constantly doing all kinds of crazy shit on IG. Some of it, I'm like, "Mm, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. But a lot of it is just straight funny ass shit. And Shaggy's that dude. Shaggy is the, the dude of ICP right now. If you ask me, he's that dude. Put out solid ass EP. Better than Violent J's brother EP. Um, his parts on the Fury album, uh, Fearless Fred Fury album, were fucking dope. The West Werner Ave solo track, really dope. I'd really like to see solo Shaggy music. I've called for it a bunch of times this past year. It'd be really dope if we get some new solo Shaggy too dope on the way. And then the other part of the headline reads, brand new drive-by music. They released their EP for the OGs. And if you watched my top 20 albums 
of 2019 podcast or listened to it, you would know that made it to the top 20. Solid EP from ABK, Blaze Your Dead Homie. Really killed it with that one. Their best one, in my opinion. Really dope shit from the Drive-By Boys. And they killed it on their Juggalo Unity tour. I went to the Boston show for that one. Um, up at uh, the Middle East. That was a really dope show. They killed that shit. Haven't seen uh, ABK in a long time, so it was really good to catch up on some live ABK. Haven't seen him in a fucking minute. Uh, let's see what else we got. Let's fast forward to February 18th, 2019. Episode 11. Does Fearless Fred Fury live up to the hype? Fucking right, it lived, led, uh, lived up to the hype. That shit was a dope-ass album. Again, it made my top 20 albums of the year. Probably not as high as a lot of Juggalos would expect, maybe. I don't know. Um, While it was a great album, there was a couple tracks on there that really held it back. Not enough Shaggy on there, but a really solid project overall. Like I said, a great comeback album. You know, coming back from... The Marvelous Missing Link, really dope album from the Clowns. Fearless Fred Fury absolutely lived up to the hype. I missed the Fury tour though. I really wish I went to that fucking tour. That shit would have been dope. They had DJ Paul, Ouija Mac. I'm trying to remember who else was on that show. They had a bunch of motherfuckers, but that shit, that tour would have been fucking crazy, dope shit. And then we got up to episode 13, March 4th, 2019. Psychopathic Cypher. Dirtball dropped his album Skull Hollow. The Axe's Family Tour with Ala Zululu. And the Axe Murder Boys. And did I say the Psychopathic Cypher? Let's start there. Psychopathic Cypher this year. ICP, DJ Paul, Mac, Lethal, Cage, Ouija Mac. Who else is on that motherfucker? Was that it? If you're in the chat and I miss somebody, let me know. But that psychopathic cypher, Isham was in that bitch. Because Isham fucking killed that shit. That psychopathic cypher. Isham murdered that cypher. I love how they broke his beat down for that. Ouija killed it on there as well. They all did the thing. One of the best psychopathic cyphers ever released. You know, a lot of those early psychopathic ciphers were really fucking corny and hard to listen to. And the videos were especially hard to listen to, like really cringeworthy at best. Um, But yeah, this new psychopathic cipher that they dropped last year was really fucking dope. Everybody killed it on that shit. I was not let down. You know, the video was up on Worldstar. That was a dope look. ICP getting a lot of looks from Worldstar this year, which is pretty dope. Trying to expand the horizon, if you will. Get some more eyes, get some more views going on their shit. So that was dope to see ICP all up on Worldstar Hip Hop. And then Dirtball's album, Skull Hollow. Great fucking album from Dirtball formerly of Suburban Noise and Conmouth Kings. He put his shit out. 
independently on his um, own record label, Throttle House Music, Skull Hollow. If you ain't check it out, check that shit out. It was like number seven on my list for top 20 albums. I had his best work yet. My favorite album of Dirt Balls. Definitely looking forward to new work he's putting out. He absolutely killed that shit. Production from Mike Kuma guy who did all the Cottonmouth King shit from High Society up to Crown Power. That was the album I couldn't remember the name of on the podcast. But really dope project from the Dirtball. And then the Axis Family Tour with A&B and AXE. That shit was dope. The only disappointing shit about that tour was AXE and A&B each only performed for 30 minutes. That was disappointing as fuck. I was hoping to get, you know, I know they were co-headlining, but I was hoping for longer than half hour sets from both A&B and X, uh, a la Zululu, but a dope show nonetheless. That was like my second or third time seeing Zul live. And fuck, man, one of my absolute favorite groups I've discovered in the last five years. Those dudes kill it. Just saw them about a month ago. Um, another comment uh, in the description of this podcast, episode 13, was Twisted's 10K giveaway, which ended up being a, being a pretty big flop for a lot of people. He ended up getting a new CD, which was Outtakes of Generation Nightmare. I never listened to the... Um, never show this to anybody or... Don't ever let anyone listen, whatever the fuck it was called, except for the track Right Field, which is really dope. I think we'll be getting to that in a little bit. But somebody did win the 10K. I saw the video for it in the Psychopathic Museum. Someone won the 10K for that shit. Let's fast forward to episode 15, March 18th, 2019, Cottonmouth Confusion Part 1. And then Twisted lied about the M&M beef. Let's get into Cottonmouth Confusion. Basically, I broke down what the fuck is going on with Cottonmouth Kings. We all know the story now. Suburban Noise is back. But at the time, St. Dog was out of the picture. I don't think we had received word that he was in jail yet. Um, you know, D-Lok was... Uh, Johnny Richter was back in the picture. Daddy X is long gone. Lou Dog, DJ Bobby B... Accusations of D-Loke ripping off fans from the Kingdom Come album. I pre-ordered that shit myself. I never got a copy of it. I don't know many people that got a copy of it. I know like one or two people that I've seen with the actual Kingdom Come CD that D-Loke and Saint Dog put out back in 2018. So a lot of controversy surrounding Cottonmouth earlier in 2019. And then we had... The Twisted interview on Rude Jude's All Out show on Sirius Radio, Shady Four, Shade 4 5, rather. And people were accusing Twisted of lying about the Eminem beef. If you listen to the interview, I maintain, I've listened to the interview like three fucking times. If you listen to it, they didn't lie about it. They said they were a part of it. They said they didn't want to be a part of it, but they didn't have any other choice. But they never denied actually being a part of the beef, which is what people were uh, accusing them of, which I thought was completely ridiculous. 
anything to fucking hate on Twisted, if you ask me. People love to jump down Twisted's throat and just accuse them of a whole bunch of bullshit that they didn't actually do. Is what it is. Twisted has become the fucking Juggalo punching bag. I've said it with Mike Sears a bunch of times. They are the Juggalo punching bag right now. Still going on. Still a whole lot of twisted hate. Sad to see. I don't understand how you could love a band or a group for so many years. Then they leave the label, have a disagreement with somebody else on the label, you know, with ICP, and then just fucking choose a side. I think it's bullshit. I think it's ridiculous. But it is what it is. You know, like I said, I try to keep it neutral. I quit. I criticize Twisted on certain shit. I criticize ICP on certain shit. You know what I mean? But that was episode 15 of the podcast. And then also in the description, is Venomous 5 really happening? Still waiting for word on Venomous 5. Hope that's going to go down in 2020. Maybe Halloween. Some shit like that. I hope Venomous 5 pops off. That shit will be dope. And let's skip to... Episode 17, Monoxide's live stream. Gathering's website is up. Monoxide's now infamous live stream where he talked about the fight between Jamie Madrox and Violent J, where Violent J punched Jamie Madrox on one of the Dark Lotus tours. He didn't say which tour it was. You know, ICP living twisted and blaze behind. Them having to fucking get their way back to Detroit from like Washington. That shit was wild. Crazy stories from Monoxide. Him saying that he misses Shaggy and Shaggy was one of his best friends. That shit hits. That shit hit. Like, if you watch that, even if you hate Twisted, if that shit didn't hit you, then I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you. Maybe you never really gave a fuck. But that shit hit me. That shit hit me fucking. I was like, God damn, man. I just wish this shit would end. You know? But it didn't, is what it is. Let's see, what else? Gathering website up. ABK Light preview new music. Tech 9 revealed his track list for Nina. So yeah, Monoxide's live stream. Big news for that week. And then the Gathering website went up. And ABK was not up on the website. Speculation started going. Uh, DJ Clay was not up on the website either. DJ Clay was previously removed from the Fuck the Fuck Off motherfucker tour, the Solo Shaggy tour earlier that year. So ABK and DJ Clay were not up on the Gathering website. People were speculating if they were on Psychopathic or not. DJ Clay is no longer on Psychopathic. He put out his album um, through his own fucking label earlier this year. Doesn't really seem like anybody but ICP at this point is on Psychopathic. ABK put out Tampon Juice through Native Inc. So it seems like the speculation really was true that people were talking about, you know, ABK and Clay no longer on Psychopathic. And then we got episode 19, April 8th, 2019. If you're a hip-hop head and 
you know early April was a really fucking sad time. Remembering Nipsey Hussle. R.I.P. to the great Nipsey Hussle. The motherfucking marathon continues. He was fucking murdered right in front of his own store. Shot by some fucking dude that he fucking called out. Dude came back. Killed him. Broad daylight. Witnesses everywhere. If this dude doesn't get fucking life, I don't know what the fuck. This dude did that shit. It's on camera. He's probably going to try to claim insanity. What the fuck ever. Fuck that dude for taking Nipsey Hussle from us. I'm new to Nipsey Hussle. I'm not going to front and act like I'm this longtime fan of Nipsey Hussle. I've heard of him for mad years. First time I heard of him was when he put Crenshaw out and he was charging $100 for the mixtape. I thought dude had balls doing it. He did it, sold that shit out mad quick. And from there on out, I kept hearing his name over and over. Nipsey Hussle, Nipsey Hussle. Never checked his shit out until he dropped Victory Lap. Probably two weeks after he dropped Victory Lap. I had it in my playlist. I finally listened to it. And album of the year for 2018, if you ask me. I said it last year on my top albums of the year podcast. But Nipsey Hussle, Victory Lap. For me, in my opinion, album of the year for 2018. That shit was so hard. So dope. I'll call it a classic. I'm always hesitant to call newer albums classics. But there's no fucking doubt in my mind that album will go down in a classic. Not one bad song on that album. Nipsey speaks on a lot of shit. Street shit, politics, the business grind, just Overall, solid dude. He was taken from us way too fucking soon. And it's a fucking shame what happened to him. But like I said before, rest in peace to Nipsey Hussle. The motherfucking marathon continues. And I will continue to support Nipsey Hussle. You know, in his career now, post-death, puts out new music, anything like that. I've gone back. I've listened to Slossin Boy too. That shit's hard as fuck. Crenshaw's dope as fuck. That could have been an album. Um, a lot of his old shit, his old mixtapes, man, could have been albums. Could have been albums. But rest in peace to Nipsey Hussle. You're missed. And the marathon continues. And then we got... And then also in episode 19, we talked about Is Suburban Noise Coming Back? We had a tease picture from Cottonmouth Kings with the spade in the logo of the Cottonmouth Kings. So they were teasing Suburban Noise to come back. That was getting me fucking hype. Let's see, what else do we got? Let's shout out to people in the fucking chat real quick. If you're watching this on YouTube, shout out to Legends Will Never Die, Insane Big King, Max Rebo, Danny Boy, Antonio. All tuned in, commenting in the chat. What the fuck is good, y'all? And if you're listening later as a podcast, shout out to you as well. Uh, The next episode, I had Joker's Gallery on. Joker's Gallery, 
we'll talk about the Jekyll Brothers documentary real quick. He asked me to be a part of the Jekyll Brothers 2019 documentary that he put together, the 20th anniversary of the amazing Jekyll Brothers, one of ICP's best albums. Love that shit. Great fucking album. Very honored to be a part of that documentary. I actually have uh, a hard copy of the DVD, which he just put out about a month ago. I believe there's still some copies left of the documentary on DVD. But shout out to the Joker's Gallery for having me be a part of that shit. Um, I uh, had a great time talking about Amazing Jekyll Brothers on that documentary. I believe I did it with Mitchell. That was the one I did with Mitch from Murder Mayhem Show. Shout out to Mitchell from the Murder Mayhem Show. That's the motherfucking homie. And that's for real. Let's see. What else do we got? Jekyll Bros documentary. And then I talked about episode 21. I ranked Esham's albums. I did a few rankings last year. Twisted ICP, Esham, Dark Lotus. Might have done a few others. Can't remember off the top of my head. Probably get to it at some point. But also in this episode, I talked about ICP release Forgotten Freshness 6. I listened to it once, never listened to it again. Uh, The one cool part of Forgotten Freshness 6 was the outtake of Please Don't Hate Me. It was cool to hear. I prefer the version that made it to Bizarre Bizarre. But the outtake was still cool to listen to. Um, What else is on here? Twisted had released the 10K, 10K giveaway CD with the song Right Field featuring Shaggy Tudo, which was the original cut that was supposed to be on Mirror Mirror, but instead uh, they ended up doing Left Field with Minoxide and Violent J. And I still maintain that this uh, Right Field featuring Shaggy Tudo and Minoxide is just as hard as the as left field with Monoxide and Violent J. That left field track is fucking classic. They rapping their asses off. You know, right field features pretty much the same verses from Monoxide. Few uh, words mixed up here and there. Shaggy killed it. It was a completely different beat. That beat was fucking hard as fuck. Love that shit. Um, really dope track. Unreleased track. Probably the best part of that 10k giveaway cd that they put out i never listened to it because i you know i personally don't care for generation nightmare so didn't want to listen to it now let's skip to speaking of generation nightmare episode 24 the church of zul and generation nightmare reviews again if you listen to my top 20 albums episode a lot of EPs made it into the top 20 list for me. And a la Zululu's Church of Zul was in there. Fucking deservingly so. That EP is super hard. You want to hear me talk about it? Go check out episode 24 or the top 20 albums of 2019 that I did last week. We got Stone Technician in the chat. Officer Harry Cox. What's good, guys? And then... Also, in episode 24, I did the Generation Nightmare review. Again, not a fan of Generation Nightmare. I've listened to it a handful of times. I recently went back to it a couple months back to give it another shot. 
just to make sure I wasn't missing out on something that I didn't notice before, you know, some shit like that. I wanted to give it a fair shot and it just, it's, it's not for me, not for me. I think the continuous evolutions of life's question marks is a fucking way better album than generation nightmare. People will think I'm crazy because a lot of people hate on that question marks album. I don't know why. I think that shit's hard. Other than the shitty mix on it, that album's hard. Generation Nightmare has its bangers on it, but overall, shit was just not for me. I didn't like it. It was well produced. The rock shit is the best sound of rock shit they've ever done. The mix on it was fucking great, courtesy of Young Wicked. He's absolutely killing the mixes. I believe he's been doing all the singles. Um, that Twisted has been putting out his engineering capabilities really dope shit Young Wicked is killing it one of my favorites if not my favorite in the underground doing it right now and then it also says in this episode um, new music from a la Zulilu uh, not a la Zulilu Suicide Boys they put out their um Live Now, Die Whenever, I believe it was called. Live Fast, Die Whenever. EP, that shit's hard as fuck. That made my top 20 as well. And I actually skipped episode 23. So I'm going to go back to episode 23 real quick. Tech Nine Nina review. Tech Nine's best album since all six. Uh, Tech Nine's best album since all sixes and sevens, in my opinion. Amazing album from Tech Nine. Nina was absolutely the album he needed to deliver. That shit was really dope. Really solid project from Tech Nine. He killed that shit. Really dope project from Tech Nine. That made my top 20 albums easily. If you've been listening to my podcast, then you know that was one of my absolute favorite albums this year. But did it make number one? Did it? Go check out that top 20 album ranking of 2019 after you're done listening to this because that was a fucking amazing album really dope solid work from tech nine episode 25 headline reads twisted outsells icp can strange music maintain without tech nine let's not leave the tech nine thing right now since i'm just talking about nina can strange music maintain without tech nine that's to be seen, but I don't think they can. I'm going to hold true to what I said in this episode recorded May 13th, 2019. He's the number one guy. I thought Ritz was the next guy up because Tech 9 has said he was going to retire within the next few years. So I thought Ritz was going to be that next guy, but Ritz left. He's doing his own thing. He's got clientele. He just dropped his new album independently on his own. So it's to be seen if Strange can maintain what they've built without Tech 9 if he retires. Because they own all those build, They have all those buildings. Can they fucking maintain what they've built without Tech 9 I don't think they can. But it's to be seen. They need to find that guy that will take Tech 9s spot. They need to have already found that guy that should be 
equal to Tech 9 right now or bigger, if they want to maintain, in my opinion. And the other headline was, Twisted outsells ICP. First week numbers. I'm a fucking numbers guy. I pay attention to numbers everywhere. I pay attention to my numbers, whether it be subscribers, followers, views, anything like that. I love following numbers. I love talking numbers. I love seeing artists' numbers. Fearless Fred Fury sold like 11,000 first week, I believe. And then Generation Nightmare sold like 14,000 first week. First week numbers, Twisted outsold ICP. And from what I've heard since then, Generation Nightmare continues to outsell Fearless Fred Fury. Interesting as fuck. ICP leave, uh, Twisted Leaves, Psychopathic Records, rather. And now they're selling more records than ICP. Are they bigger than ICP? That's to be debated. I don't think so. But they are selling more records. That's what the numbers show, anyway. But I don't. I don't even know where I'm going with this, to be honest. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm where I'm going with this. But Twisted did outsell ICP, and fucking congratulations to them for selling so many fucking records. It's hard to sell records. Nobody's buying records. Everybody says, "Yeah, but Juggalos buy records." Then why are they only selling fourteen thousand? Why is ICP only selling 12,000? Motherfuckers are not buying records. People are bootlegging still. People are listening on YouTube, which up until about a week ago didn't count towards streams. And people are streaming. Streaming ain't shit. These dudes get paid pennies of a fraction per stream. And I forget how many streams. It's like 1,100 streams equals one sale. Or some shit like that. Like, it's insane how many times you have to stream something in order to get an actual physical sale of an album. But congratulations to both Twisted and ICP for still charting high up on the billboards. Still selling the records they're selling. But I think if the Juggalos say they support like they do, they should be selling more numbers. Or the fan base is just dying out. Which is very plausible because if you go to concerts nowadays, it's just not as packed as it once was. And from my area, I'm a New England dude. And Worcester used to be one of the top juggalo towns. There was. Palladium sold out all the time. ICP and Twisted, they would sell that shit out all the time. Not no more. That shit be half empty or half full, however you want to look it. Depending on if you're Glass half empty, glass half full kind of guy. Episode 26. Jelly Roll Speaks. Does Violent J have a God Complex? One of my most viewed episodes. Mainly because of the headline. Does Violent J have a God Complex? But Jelly Roll spoke. He said he offered to do the gathering for free. They didn't ask him to do the gathering. And basically... I asked the question, does Violent J have a God complex? Does he try to control everything in the underground, even shit that doesn't have to do with psychopathic? Artists that fuck with Twisted, is he trying to control them or deny them opportunities because they fuck with Twisted? Does Violent J have a God complex? Fucking of course he does. Does Shaggy have a God complex? Monoxide, Madrox. 
Tech Nine. Fucking anybody that's running their own shit. Of course they do. They have to. To an extent. You know, you don't have to be an asshole about it, but you have to have some kind of confidence or overconfidence or whatever the fuck to do, to to run shit, to do whatever the fuck. And then I have an episode, episode 28 says, insert controversial title here. And then I click on it and the description says, insert controversial description here. I have no idea what that episode was about. But I stick by it, whatever the fuck I said. Episode 29, new ICP and twisted videos. Let's see, ICP released the video for Satellite. Twisted released the video for Magic Spells. Um, and I also talked about Jim Jones' El Capo. Jim Jones' El Capo, another fucking amazing album last year. One of my favorite albums, Where Did It Land on the List? Did it make number one? Check that episode out. I'm going to keep plugging that shit all episode long. ICP released a satellite video. It was cool. Could have done without the animations. I liked the song. The video was eh. Uh, Twisted did the video for Magic Spells. Again, the video was eh. Song was dope. I hated on the song when it first came out. Because it was just that over-the-top, mainstream, you know, dated mainstream kind of sound and rock. But really, a fucking dope track, if you go back and listen to it. I know a lot of people have Generation Nightmare as one of their favorite albums of the year. Episode 30, I rank Blaze Your Dead Homies albums and more. I talk about Benny the Butcher's Plugs I Met. Fucking great EP. Griselda Records, Benny the Butcher, Conway the Machine, West Side Gun. All three of them killed it all 2019. West Side Gun just dropped another album today, actually. I'm recording this January 3rd. He dropped his uh, an album that he recorded back in like 05 or some shit. Never released it till now, but last year, Griselda killed it. Look What I Became from Conway. Everybody is Food 3. Fly God is an Awesome God. Hitler Wears Hermes 7. Benny the Butcher's Plugs I Met. What Would Sheen Gun Do? But Benny the Butcher's Plugs I Met was a fucking great EP. Solid follow-up to Tanatalk 3. Not as good, but a solid follow-up. Love that shit. New music from Bad Mind. Bad Mind killed it 2019. He dropped EP with Jay Reno. He dropped one with Labyrinth. He dropped one with Jay Hex. He did his own EP during Halloween time. He produces for Allah Zuli Lu. Bad Mind is the fucking homie. I've been rocking with dude for like, 10 plus years. Shout out to Bad Mind. Jamie Madrox, Jimmy Urine, teasing an upcoming collaboration, which we'll talk about in a few minutes here. All right. That was episode 30. Episode 31. In this episode, I was joined by Mitch Mitchell from the Murder Mayhem show. We talked about a whole bunch of shit. Uh, one of my things I talked about on that show was is Twisted trying to cater to the wrong crowd? Is Twisted... I know that they are they did the Warp Tour. They're doing that Warp Tour sound. Why are they catering to that Warp Tour kind of crowd? I get expanding 
and reaching out, trying to get new fans, you know, did, did trying to get new, you know, hip hop listeners, rap listeners, was that not working and they wanted to try something new or they just wanted to fucking just completely branch out and bring in new fans. Cause that, I mean, that, and that, that's another thing. That's another, um, they're just bringing in new fans into the juggalo shit. Everybody says they're selling out bullshit. I call bullshit on that. Like a motherfucker, whether they're trying to cater to the wrong crowd or not, I call bullshit on them trying to sell out. They still rep it in their music. They talk about it in interviews. They talk about it on their live streams, whatever the fuck. They are not selling out the juggalos. They're trying to bring, they're trying to recruit new juggalos. So I call bullshit on them trying to sell out. Let's see. Episode 34. Expanding doesn't mean selling out with Robbie of Twisted History. Shout out to Robbie of the Twisted History Instagram page, which is a really dope page. You should check it out if you haven't. It's just at Twisted History. Um, Expanding doesn't mean sell out. Exactly what I was just saying right now. Just because you're trying to bring in new fans doesn't mean you're fucking selling out. ICP did it this past year with getting on World Star Hip Hop. They did Sway in the Morning. They did Hot 97 interviews, you know, 2017. Them doing other shit is not selling out. They're trying to bring more people into this shit. Because like I said before, this shit is probably dwindling down. And if you go to shows, depending on where you are, you're probably not seeing as many people at shows as you were 10, 15 years ago. It just is what it is. So expanding definitely does not mean you're fucking selling out. Episode 35, top five ICP and Twisted collabs with Scotty Two Balls of Carnival Spirits. Shout out to Scotty Two Balls and everybody at the Carnival Spirits. That was a fun episode to do. Max Rebo in the chat right now says, ICP did Woodstock. Perfect fucking example. Everybody said Twisted was selling out for doing Warp Tour. But what about when ICP did Woodstock? Same shit. That was dope as hell. That was an amazingly dope look for ICP back in 99. That was awesome. I remember watching that shit live too on pay-per-view. That was really dope. Uh, Let's get to episode 36. Cotton Mouth Confusion with the Checkmate Industries Roundtable Discussion. Shout out to those guys over there. Um, this was a fun episode to do. Commouth Confusion Part 2. Suburban Noise had announced their relaunch. Commouth Kings was on board. You know, pretty a lot of the old people, Mad Child, Head PE, Big B, all coming back for the Suburban Noise reboot. And we talked about everything that went down. You know, St. Dog's cousin was on that episode. He's part of the roundtable discussions by Checkmate Industries. If you need to get up on Cottonmouth King's history, I highly recommend checking out episode 36 of this podcast. We talk about a lot of dope shit. Um, And then go check out their podcast. They have their own YouTube channel. They had E-Man who did production on Royal Highness. Um, They talk about a lot of history. For Cottonmouth Kings, a lot of shit I didn't know. 
and I feel like I'm pretty well knowledgeable about Commonwealth Kings. But shout out to Jordan, Daniel, and little Jerry over there at the roundtable discussions. Those dudes are the fucking homies. And once Bourbon Noise gets going and start releasing shit, and more news is coming from the Commonwealth Kings camp, you can definitely expect to see those guys back on the show. That was a great episode. I had a lot of fun talking to them. Let's see. Skip to episode 40. What's next for the Gathering of the Juggalos? Or is it over? Uh, today, we actually got an announcement from ICP's inst- Instagram, Twitter, Facebook that they're going to be announcing the date and location for the 2020 Gathering of the Juggalos. So my speculation of the Gathering of the Juggalos is over, is not happening. But if Yuma, if if the Juggalos keep doing what they're doing at the Gathering, lighting shit on fire, shooting fireworks off the stage, shit like that, you can kiss your Gathering goodbye. Is what it is. I would like to make it to a Gathering at some point. I don't know if I ever will. I've kind of given up hope on it. But it seems like we're going to get a gathering for 2020, according to ICP's social media pages. So that's dope to see. Curious to see where the announcement or location is going to be. Excuse me. But yeah, you can't, y'all can't keep doing what you're doing and expect the gathering to go on you know they didn't hold a seminar last year that was part of the speculation icp no seminar usually they would say there will be a gathering next year they didn't say that i felt like it was probably up in the air if it was going to happen so i'm surprised to see that it's actually going to go down but glad that it's going to go down as well don't get me wrong i don't want to see it stop I want to see that shit continue. Um, but like I said, you can't keep doing what you're doing and expect the shit to go on. They just keep getting kicked out of these venues. Let's skip to episode 43. The underground is alive and well. We got brand new music from DJ Clay, Kung Fu Vampire. DJ Clay dropped over the fear of another album that made my top 20 as did Kung Fu Vampires Come Dawn. Both great albums. You want to hear me talk about it, go check out that top 20 album ranking of 2019. And yeah, the underground is alive and well. I mean, it's just like people who say hip-hop is dead. You just don't have your ear in the right place if you say the underground is dying or hip-hop is dead. You know, Underground Hip Hop, Kung Fu Vampire, DJ Clay, Blaze put out new shit, Mars puts out new shit all the time. You know what I mean? Whole bunch of motherfuckers. Young Wicked, Ala Zuli Lu, Ouija Max stays busy on the grind. Light got some new shit. Ill Bill, Vinny Paz, dudes like that. Griselda. The Underground and Hip Hop in general is absolutely and certainly alive skip to episode 45 we got interview with mars my first interview and only interview still to this day 
that I did. And it was with Mars of Mad Insanity, Force 5 Records. I had said before that I wasn't interested in interviewing artists on this podcast. In the beginning, I was. But then I kind of grew to a point where I wasn't interested. Other than the one exception of Monoxide from Twisted. If I can get a one-on-one, sit down, Skype call, phone call, whatever, with Monoxide or Twisted, that shit will definitely go down. But Mars was on his press run. He had hit me up, asking me if I was interested in doing an interview with him, talking about what he had coming up. I've known Mars for 15 years. I've been listening to since Mars Attacks. So I've been following his career. I had plenty to talk about with him. It was a dope interview. It was fun. Absolutely. Shout out to Mars. He's been kind of quiet on social medias lately. Don't know what's up with him. But I felt like even though I didn't want to do the whole interview thing, one, it would be good practice. And two, just to see what it would be like to interview somebody because I'd never done that before. Felt like it went well. I felt like that was a great show. Great interview with Mars. And again, not super interested at this point in doing interviews with artists. Unless I get that one-on-one with Monoxide. I would love to just fucking pick that dude's brain. And just to see what he would say. Because you, if you watch his live streams... You know, the one we talked about earlier, where he talked about the fight in Washington on the Dark Lotus tour with Madrox and Violent J. That's the shit. That's the shit I would like to dig out and have him talk about. So, Monoxide interview. Hopefully, we can make that shit happen at some point. That would be dope. Um, Let's see. Let's skip to... Shaggy and Madrox on a song, Ouija, Cloud Chasing, and more. All right, so Underground Hustling, uh, the mixtape series put out by Intrinsic. He put out a song, or a cypher rather, for one of the volumes of that that had Shaggy, Too Dope, and Madrox on it. Caused a whole fucking big controversy. They were just clearly bought verses, you know, especially that Shaggy one. Whole bunch of controversy around that. Whole bunch of people wanted to act like they knew what the fuck they were talking about when they didn't know shit. It was just a bot verse that was used for the cipher. Nothing more, nothing less. Shaggy had no idea that was going to be on a cipher. I doubt Madrox had fucking any idea that Shaggy would be on the same cipher with him. It was two bot verses placed on one song. Nothing more, nothing less. It wasn't Shaggy going behind psychopathic's back working with Madrox or Madrox going behind M&E's back working with Shaggy. Nothing like that. It was just two bot verses put on one song. And then we got Ouija Mac clout chasing. I fuck with Ouija Mac. Shout out to Ouija Mac. I think Ouija's dope. I like what he's doing. But that whole faking arrest thing that he did was whack as fuck. Big thumbs down for that. That shit was stupid. Cloud chasing like a motherfucker. He even had free Ouija Mac t-shirts, which I thought was lame as hell. I did not like that at all. You know, just 
Not only was the cloud chasing whack, but trying to capitalize off it and get money from it was even, that's two thumbs down material right there. That shit was lame as fuck. And I maintain still, you know, almost four months later from episode 47, that shit lame as hell. Let's see, skip uh, episode 49 with uh, Mike Sears and Shanzi. We talk about Gorilla Voltage breaking up. Gorilla Voltage is no more. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Sad to see. Gorilla Voltage was just starting to get into a groove with Gods and Claws, and now it's over. I think they were broke up before that album came out. But they did the album just to fulfill their contract with Magic Ninja, their best album yet. And now they're no more. You got Clockwork doing his own thing. He released a solo track. He teased another solo track coming up soon. He's got a new group called Them Chains. Um, Mr. Gray, he supposedly has an album. He released a track list for it. I talked about that at some point uh, last year. Uh, but haven't heard anything since then. They even took jabs at each other on the Gorilla Voltage fucking Facebook page, which was funny. Um, but yeah, no more Gorilla Voltage. It's, it kind of is what it is, kind of whatever at this point, but still sad to see. And then from episode 50 to 52, three weeks in a row, Great promotion. I'll fucking clap to Strange Music for giving Chris Calico the promotion that he fucking deserves. Even though they had to do it like he was leaving the label. When, in my opinion, he was never leaving the fucking label. Looking back at it now, he was never leaving the label. He wasn't going to sign anywhere else. This was to generate hype for the EP that he had coming out. Shortly after all that shit went down and upcoming upcoming solo album, because it's been so long since he put out Go, his last album, they needed to build momentum for Chris Calico. So I maintain that shit was a setup, wasn't real. And kudos to fucking Strange Music. You got, at least on my show, three weeks in a row, episode 50 to 52. Chris Calico in the headline of the fucking show. So, is what it is. And then we had the ICP show review on episode 51. Hollow Wicked Toy this year. Really dope. Great show by the clowns, as usual. They always put on a fucking awesome show. Then I had episode 53, one-year anniversary special with Mike Sears, Mitchell, and Luke Dagoon. Shout out to all three of those. Just celebrating the one-year anniversary of the podcast. Shout out to those guys. We talked about a whole bunch of shit. That was a great episode. I love shooting the shit with Mike Sears and Mitchell. Was my two favorite guys to do podcasts with. Really fun. I want to get Mitchell back on the show. It's been a while since I've seen, seen him, heard from him. But we'll get him back at some point. And then we're getting up to more recent shit. Episode 54, November 4th. Super Villains versus the Riders. Let me say one thing right here. 
I was wrong for saying people are little bitches for not liking the new Riders shit. That was my fault. Calling calling names is not what I'm about. Me saying that, I was in the wrong. And like I said before, I'm not afraid to admit when I was wrong. But I was wrong right there. If you don't like Riders, you don't like Riders. Not a big deal. The new single wasn't that good anyway. Should they use the Riders name or not? I don't see why not. Riders is all about jacking. Jacking shit. Jacking for beats. You know what I mean? So why not use the fucking Riders name? I don't see a problem with it. And I pre-ordered the album. I'm going to be getting it. I believe it drops next week. Hopefully be getting it before it drops. Is what it is, really. Episode 55. 30 years of Boomer Words from Hell. Twisted Show recap. Twisted Show is dope. The Everyday is Halloween tour. You know, Twisted and ICP, you can tell they're, they're road dogs. They've been doing this shit for 20 plus years. You can tell. They're polished on stage. They know what the fuck they're doing. They know how to get a reaction out of the crowd. And they kill it. Super dope shit. Uh, 30 years of Boomer Words from Hell. Goddamn, 30 years since Esham dropped the classic Boomer Words from Hell. Happy birthday to that album once again. Classic shit without Isham. There wouldn't be wicked shit. There wouldn't be horrorcore. Maybe there would, but it it wouldn't have happened as soon as it would, you know, as it did. You know, there wouldn't be ICP, wouldn't be twisted, anything like that. So shout out to Boom Awards from Hell. Uh let's see, let's skip to episode 57, November 25th. We're getting close. We're about to wrap this shit up. Uh, The headline reads, Best Twisted Song of the Year, Juggalo Rappers Rejoice. Uh, Let's see, Juggalo Rappers Rejoice. That was because Psychopathic had opened up the studios for the Black Friday thing where you could record in the Lotus Pod. And I said, all you shitty Juggalo Rappers can go record your whack music and get a nice little polish on that turd at the Lotus Pod. Is what it is. I maintain that your shit is probably trash. Anyway. <laughs> oh, and Slain dropped his new album, One Day. Uh, solid album from Slain. That made my top 20 list as well. Dope album from Slain, that One Day album. His best work. I still flip kind of back and forth between that and A World With No Skies is my favorite album from Slain. But a great album from Slain nonetheless. Best Twisted Song of the Year. Jamie Madrox, Jimmy Yearn of Mindless Self-Indulgence. They did Hungry Like the Wolf, the Duran Duran cover. In my opinion, the best Twisted song of 2019. Such an epic song. Such a different vibe from the original. Hungry Like the Wolf from Duran Duran. That shit, super dope. Love the remix. I'm a huge fan of Jimmy Yearn and MSI, so that was the perfect combination. Love that song. Um, very next episode, episode 58, what would Sheen Gun do? Record store wrap up. Uh, what would Sheen Gun do? Dropped Griselda, Westside, Benny Conway. Great fucking album. Made my top 20. Hard as fuck. If you love that gutter street shit, check that album out. Uh, episode 59, Axmas Show. Recap. The Axmas show was dope. 
the only disappointing thing about the show was they didn't have any forever faces for sale. I was planning on buying one at the show. Uh, I know they have one up for sale right now. The barf mask. It's a red and uh, no orange and yellow variant color of the forever face. Thinking about copping that. I really do just want an OG 2.0 forever face. I just love that variation of the forever face. Uh, do Spotify numbers matter? Everybody was posting their Spotify numbers in celebration at you know the year-end wrap-up as they do every year. Do they matter? No, not really. But yes, they do at the same time. It's just, it's weird. Like it matters, but it doesn't. And then we got episode 61 just recorded a couple weeks ago. Did the Rider Slugs connect? Tech Nine to interfere. I talked about the new Riders song. We got Mad Slugs. Not a fan of it. Tech Nine's already putting out a new album. Not even a year after he dropped Nina. He's is he putting out too much music? Don't know. And then episode sixty-two, top twenty albums of two thousand nineteen which you can go listen to right now. I'm about to wrap this shit up. Shout out to everybody that tuned in for the live broadcast of this. It will be made available as a podcast tonight, January 3rd. I will be recording an episode this Sunday, as I always do, to release on Monday. So you can expect a new episode on Monday. I was going to save this year-end wrap-up for Monday, but we got shit to talk about. Shit went down this week. It's going to be a fun episode. I appreciate everybody that tuned the fuck in, that continues to tune in to my show week after week, whether you follow me on Instagram, Twitter, anything like that. So, again, Insane Big King. Legends Will Never Die, Max Rebo, Stone Technician, Officer Harry Cox, Danny Boy, Antonio, everybody that tuned in tonight, all the future listeners, I love you. If I could give you a hug, I would. Even if you hate me, I love you, like I said earlier this week. And I'm Ron Bone of the Beneath the Dirt Podcast, and until next time, I'm out. Peace.